and Luke. Arizona Sports, yeah, the yeah. local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. The Cardinals are going to introduce new defensive coordinator Nick Rallis today at 2. And then Drew Petzing tomorrow at 2, Wolf. But uh, we can't wait till 2. So we're going to talk to Darren Urban, senior writer for azcardinals.com, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Darren, what's going on? Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Hanging in there, man. How about you, Derb? It's been busy. Okay. As you can well imagine. So when you think of everything that has transpired, especially in terms of Jonathan Gannon being hired as the head coach, your, your first thought on Jonathan Gannon? My first thought is is what a lot of people have talked about. His energy is apparent. Uh, it is there with or without the cameras uh, because I've seen it. And uh, I think the enthusiasm is is something to, to behold. And now, again, what happens when players are here, how that translates to the field and to games, that's all remains to be seen. But I, I have no... I have no doubt that there is a belief. Jonathan Gannon has a belief in himself and in the people that he's putting around him, and uh, and that's going to push them forward in this early stages. Talking to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com. Uh, Darren, this is, at least if you look at just the head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, got to be the youngest trio uh, maybe in NFL history. Either way, it's young. <laughs> you have a 29-year-old, a 35-year-old, and a 40-year-old as, uh, as your head coach, OC and DC. Um, what do you think that potentially does? I know there's no way to know for sure, but I mean, the Cardinals, at least the guys that we know will be back next year, that's a pretty young group as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is young. And, and a lot of the guys that are being reported to be added to the staff are pretty young. Um, how that dynamic plays out in the locker room, in the meeting rooms, I mean, I guess we will see. And, and maybe that's even a question better served for Wolf because I don't know how you react if you're a player and you see somebody at that age. Even if you're younger than those guys, you know, do you, do you wonder about the experience part of it? I, I can tell you that I, I can see it going obviously both ways. I, I Again, if you know what you're doing, I don't think age has to play a giant factor in it. And it's not like one of the things people kept talking about with Cliff Kingsbury is is not only was he younger, but he didn't he hadn't coached in the NFL. These guys have coached in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that makes a difference. I talked to Nick Rollis yesterday, mm-hmm. and one of the things he was saying to me was that hey, you know, I worked under Mike Zimmer, and you know whether you like it or not, <laughs> when you're around Mike Zimmer all the time, you're going to absorb some of that. So, you know, how much of that plays out? How much does actual experience matter when there's two minutes left in the game and you're having to make a call under under duress? You know, does that change some things? I mean, you got to get somewhere somehow. Um, And whether if you're Nick Rollis and you're DC at 29 or or Drew Petzing at 35, I mean, if you're smart enough to get to that point right now, you know, more power to you. And then we will see exactly what that means again in games for me derb i'm just listening to jonathan gannon um yes he's 40 years old yes he's coming from a very progressive uh, organization with the philadelphia eagles offensively and defensively of course but i i heard an old soul (laughs) when i listened to him talk about the game 
Um, your impressions of Nick Rollis as you were talking to him. Tell me what your impressions of him were. I mean, uh, again, I, I think he's another guy who I'm talking to him and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how this is going to play out, but he absolutely has the confidence in himself that he is in the place he should be right now. Not saying that if he hadn't been become a defensive coordinator right now, he'd be moping around saying, how did I get screwed out of something? But I have no doubt in my brief conversation with him that he believes that he is going to be able to do the job. Uh, and so I think ultimately that confidence means something. Now, again, it's got to it's got to go hand in hand with all this other stuff. They've got to have the right personnel. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, if you have some success, that's going to help. And if you don't have success, you know, you start you battle. You might be battling some of that mentality that you're, you're going to have to get on board with. But I, I think as as a man, as a coach, he is going to be in a place Another story he told me, and again, I didn't talk to him for very long, but even at 29, he had previously already been in his downtime. He's like, when I'm working, I'm working. And he he sounds like another workaholic coach, which is what they all are. Um, But he's like, when I had downtime, I was mentally prepping and taking notes and getting notes together for when this time came. Mm. He's already been thinking about being a defensive coordinator, and if he became a defensive coordinator, how he would handle it. It's not like, as he told me yesterday, I've been preparing for this. I'm prepared to be this. So we'll see what that means. Mm-hmm. Talking to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com. Darren, your story up there uh, yesterday when you're talking to, to Nick Rallis and, and Drew Petzing. Uh, you know, Petzing talked about Kyler Murray a little bit. And it just throughout the whole process, who knows what was true and what wasn't true in terms of, you know, what other coaches chose to do or not do. But what stands out to me with Jonathan Gannon and Andrew Petzing is that it seems like Kyler Murray was a selling point to them, which is kind of what it should be when you're talking about number one overall pick and a guy that was really good up until last year. What was your impression of Drew? You know, an, another I, I didn't get to talk to him as much as I did Nick. I, I will say that he comes across as uh, smart. Um, he's another guy who... I don't think is going to be apologizing for being an offensive coordinator, even though he's 35 years old. I think he feels like he's put in some time. He's prepared to do this. Now, he understands that his job is going to start and be measured upon what happens with him and the quarterback. But he also said, like, it's hard for me. I've looked at film and I've seen what he can do. And we can talk about all this on paper, but ultimately it's going to be about his and I relationship and our communication. And he just hasn't had time to work with Kyler yet. And so it's going to be hard to really for him to get a handle on exactly where that goes until he gets to do a little bit about that. Um, I think, again, we all know where the how this team stands offensively. It's you, you mentioned the quarterback and, and how important he is. Uh, yes. And Jonathan Gannon was was quoted, I think, by Peter King about, I wouldn't have taken this job if, if Kyler hadn't been there. Yeah. And, and I, I saw some people interpreting that as the only reason he, he wanted Kyler Murray and nobody else. And I interpret that as the reason the job was enticing was because there was a quarterback in place, an elite quarterback in place, as, as he saw it. And so... That's the kind of that's that's who the Cardinals needed. You can argue all you want about 
what you think of Kyler Murray, but he wasn't going anywhere. So they needed somebody, coaches, that were willing to be all in with this quarterback yeah. because this is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, on that note right there, Derb, do you think that Kyler Murray is ready to go under center as much as what Jonathan Gannon made it sound? That that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I went back and looked. Craig Greedlow helped me out with this, but I went back and looked at some quotes that Kyler had early last season. And when he was asked about it directly, he said, "Look, if they want to, if that's where they need me, if that's where they want me, I'm willing to go there." Yeah. Well, you're going to have a coach that now is wanting to do it. I mean, I I don't know. There's a lot of speculation of why Kyler wasn't under center. You know, was it Kyler? Was it Cliff? Right. I, I know one of the first interviews Cliff did at the owners' meetings when he got hired in 2019. Somebody asked him about the shotgun, and the quote that always stuck with me from Cliff was, "I don't see anything you can do under center that you can't do out of shotgun." Now you can argue that point, but that was Cliff's mindset. So if if Kyler didn't want to be under center a lot, I I think he had a coach that kind of felt the same way. So we'll we'll see where it goes now. Darren, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. I know you're busy right now. All right, see you guys. Thank you, Darren.